0: The first rule of espionage was the one that the agency never taught you. Most failed to figure it out and focused all their energy on unraveling the labyrinthine intricacies of counterintelligence plots. But the savvy few who learned the lesson pulled strings well above their pay grade. The results spoke for themselves. It seems our friends have passed an important junction, said Graham Chandler, settling back into the leather couch. Flint Corvell fidgeted in his chair, chewing on the end of a pen. Psychology books lined the walls. A wide oak desk sat in one corner. Ferns sprouted from a large glazed ceramic pot. A large circular plush carpet covered most of the floor. Through the windows, Graham could see a few pedestrians down on the peaceful Berkeley Street. Dr. Corvell, said Graham. I didn't come here just to talk to myself. Corvell's cheek twitched. I don't know where you get your information. He shook his head. But yes, Vera called me earlier this morning. She and hui An's fights haven't abated. Vera's very upset. She suspects Huian doesn't take their problems seriously. Graham nodded. As Vera brought up separation, Corvell winced and turned his head to stare out the window. As Vera brought it up. This time, Graham injected an undertone of authority. Corvell sighed. Not yet, but she will. Vera doesn't think in straight lines like Huey but when she sets her mind to something, she rarely gives it up. And Huey Quayon is a tough case, he said. Her personality is like carbon fiber. She's light and strong and obviously a genius. But when force is applied from the wrong direction, her emotional framework turns brittle. It's common among people who spend their entire lives putting immense stress on themselves. It's a psychological pressure cooker. You need to ensure that Vera goes through with it. I don't control Vera. Then you better start figuring out how to. It's time to overload that pressure cooker. I need Huayan off balance. Jesus. Corvell looked down at his hands. He took a few shuddering breaths. Look, it's one thing to give you confidential patient information, but you're asking me to use my privileged information and position. To intentionally manipulate patients. His teeth were chattering, even though the office was comfortably warm. I just can't. I just can't. Amateurs. People unused to duress just didn't know how to handle it. It was like football. The first time you got tackled, it felt like the end of the world. But after running a few drills, you learned how to take a hit. Dr. Corville, said Graham, crossing his legs. I understand your concern about betraying what you see as your professional code of ethics. But I suggest you likewise consider the professional and personal implications of the wider world, discovering your substantial collection of child pornography. It would be ever so unfortunate, wouldn't you say? I can imagine all the nasty clickbait headlines already. But I told you, that was planted. While I understand the possibility of data manipulation, said Graham, I doubt that many members of the press, or even law enforcement, have the necessary technical acumen to evaluate the validity of your hypothetical defense. In confidence, of course, we can discuss it reasonably. But I would imagine that your family, clients, and colleagues might not react quite as rationally you motherfucker. Corvell deflated and seemed to age 15 years in a single moment. You motherfucker. Please, doctor, said Graham, giving him an encouraging smile. We're both professionals here. No need for profanity.